Uh, I'm recording now. Hussein, do we have, uh, we got you? Yes, at least for now, anyway. Okay, are you about to get yelled at by an editor? Uh, kind of, but it, I think it'll be all right. Okay, um, all right, awesome. Okay, so now that I'm, I'm, uh, I've, I have the beer pointing at me properly, uh, I won't, I'm unlikely to drink it wrong again for a second time. Please take it away. Cool. Um, Literally, literally, yeah. cold. just, 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 just the whatever you were going to describe, and we'll cut in before you describe it because it's a cold open, and then we'll introduce everybody. Well, so I did this twenty-six hour long show uh, for charity, and um, over the course of a show that long, you do go through quite a lot of um, ups and downs psychologically and also physically. And there was a bit about it wasn't even halfway; it was like ten hours in where I was feeling um, just quite rough, like sick, ill. Uh, it happens a lot in these things because you're just you don't eat properly and you don't kind of look after yourself. And um, it did occur to me that, um, and this is a kind of situation that performers find themselves in, but this is an extreme example. It occurred to me that um, I went to the toilet and I thought everyone is just there, kind of someone else is on stage. They could cope for a few minutes, um, but there were 16 hours still to go, and uh, there'd been so much build up to this. And I, it, I had the thought if I just left the building now. Uh, like without even saying anything, um, and I'd got there were people that had travelled there from long distances. There were people that a lot was at stake, really, and it was a charity event. But nonetheless, I had this thought that if I left, you know, it would be hours before anyone tracked me down, and people would fill for a while. But there'd eventually be a point. It would be the worst thing a, a performer could possibly do, basically. But as soon as you have that feeling, um, it's intoxicating. As soon as you think, "Wow, I could just." You normally get it. Like in a, in a normal uh, theatre-length show, you're not going to leave. But in a, in a charity event, in a marathon event, there is the feeling that you, you, could just, you could just disappear. And it would be, I could have probably got to Scotland before anyone knew. And welcome back again to this, let's say, uh, normal, normal length, normal length episode of Trash Future, that podcast that you subscribe to. Um, we are here today in studio. I'm Riley. You may remember me from most previous episodes of this podcast, joined by Hussein. Nate. Hello, back again. Special guest and comedy marathon runner, Mark Watson. First time for me, so uh, range of experience in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Mark is, uh, if you are sort of some of our, our more American uh, audience members, uh, you will, you would, he is a man who sort of keeps going on television to perform tasks, um, mainly. So t- tasks from the task, task master or Bear Grylls or, or other, other various people. Uh, have you been asked if you would lie to someone? If I would lie to someone. Have, have, you, been, have, you, been, have you been on Would I Lie to You? Yeah, it's funny you mention it. I, I was, I, it was so long ago that I almost had forgotten it but about nine years ago I did go on I've only been on the one episode um, and well the answer was I would I would lie to them within the context of the game yeah it's weird hearing your career described like that but there's no doubt it basically is um, as you say a series of tasks I more or less just for someone that considers themselves like an artist a, a person that creates things I do basically just do what I'm asked to do in a <laughs> range of situations when it comes to hi- when it comes to sort of hiding the pineapple 
um, or are other very what what is, what what are, what are some other of the tasks that the master might ask? I, I, I recall noting hiding the pineapple, sort of going and getting something. Or- oh, there are all kinds of things you might have to do in Taskmaster. Yeah, like making a flick book or uh, how far can you get this coconut to leave uh, this building in the next half an hour or um, writing a song, making a model. Like the 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 demands on you are um, quite intense, and on one you know. On one level, it is a TV show, but at the same time, it is also just an examination of how capable you are as a human. Yeah. So, in a sense, it is. It's 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 the ultimate. It's it's the ultimate capitalist show. It's it really just, is. It's what are you worth? How, <laughs> yeah, and also it's capitalist in the sense that the value of everything you do is pretty much completely arbitrarily uh, determined by one consumer, Greg Davis, who <laughs> who punishes you or treats you as he sees fit. Yeah, in a way, Taskmaster boils down the business we're all in, which is desperately trying to prove that there's some merit to your to your humanity. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the official strapline, but that is basically what the show is. Here I am. This is what I can do. Is it good enough? <laughs> and and uh, and Alice, who is not uh, ta- Taskmastered uh, yet, is also on on the call. Not in the room though. Uh, still in Glasgow. Not having done Taskmaster, but I have done a workplace capacity assessment. So basically, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we all have our, our additional sort of fitness for work described by Greg Davis, um, I have a startup for us. It is, it's, it's, I think it might be one of the, it's very simple, but I think it might be one of the best ones that we have, d- have yet done. It's called Bottomless. Is this just Grinder? <laughs> <laughs> just the startup rebranding? is called bottomless okay so hussein's rubbing his hands he looks really confident he looks really confident it's an escape room right but it's an escape room built on one of the circles of hell in dante's inferno (laughs) that you could only get in the extended edition okay in the dante's Um, extended universe director's cut yeah in the director in in the uh in in the james snyder secret cut of dante's inferno (laughs) where there's like 15 circles of hell (laughs) but they all look really good um there's one circle of hell you can only get into if you press a while running at a certain wall (laughs) (laughs) um and in that circle you can't get out, so it's bottomless, right? And, uh, exactly. No, uh, fuck. Hussein just also, got al- it. Also, Damn it. Also, you get also you get like bottomless margaritas. So like, it's a very okay. London thing. Okay. All right. Uh, Hussein, that's close enough that I feel like I can advance <laughs> to the next thing. No. One element of it. One element of it was close enough. <laughs> is it, is it the, or is it a beverage? No, it's a, actually I don't because I, I I find these often by going on TechCrunch. I went on TechCrunch and I found out hell is real. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I feel like bottomless almost never gets described unless it's in a, like a consumer marketing way, unless it's describing a, like a beverage, a drink. Yeah. 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 Mm. So it's blank, automatically restocked using a smart blank soup. Mm. Is it? <laughs> Is it actually? Um, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks n- sort of nervous though. <laughs> that, 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 that implies though that when he says bottomless, like you would be see you'd see the bottom if it existed. Otherwise, so if it's mm. bottomless soap, are you drinking the soap? Yeah, uh, no, I think I think Alice said soup. Oh, yes, soup. Excuse me, and, I think said soap. Uh, just and drink, it, drink logic- a big bowl of soap to own the libs. <laughs> <laughs> a thing I'm sure someone has done. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, all it, all it would take is for like the Environmental Protection Agency to say don't drink soap, and they would immediately go all over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. God, they'd be like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to give myself, but like, I'm going to make my own bowels fall out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if I, if I, if within the within the trash future mythos, Alice, you are correct. It is soup Jesus. automatically restocked using a smart blank. 
I'm so sorry. I, go yeah, back and correct. cut that. I didn't mean to like. Fuck <laughs> yeah, not much of a game. This really. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Don't worry. We've still look. That's the least funny part. It's just leave the blank on the blank, and we'll take care of the rest. How's that work? Leave the cup on some sort of counter. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's some Juicero logic right there. Yeah, leave the cup. It seems right. Yeah, Surely no, what else it's... are you going to have the soup in? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? Um, I have a lot of content. We don't have a lot of time for guessing because I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, it is coffee automatically restocked using a smart scale. So it was about soup. But it's not wet <laughs> exactly. coffee. It's coffee grounds, right? Correct. Right. No, beans. Beans. And it, beans. it doesn't like... It, because coffee makers already exist, obviously. It doesn't like do that. It just no. it, it tells when so, you're out of the grounds. Correct. So it's like an like a scale and it's like a smart scale or something that's connected to the internet. And so like when it gets below a certain threshold, it automatically orders a refill. That's exactly correct. So it's bottomless in the sense that you never run out of coffee. It's a kind of yeah. grimly effective thing, basically. <laughs> it's it's, it's like a self-pushing <laughs> Amazon button, is what yes. you're saying. Yes, It's wow. like having um, a little dash button and then having one of those dipping birds that just presses <laughs> it. Yeah, absolutely. It is a Wi-Fi connected scale designed to deliver fresh coffee at the right time. So the company's it, platform facilitates users to sync with the scale to sorry, to sync their phone with the scale no. and leave the coffee bags as per their requirements, so it's enabling a, it's a, individuals to get freshly roasted beans instead of stale coffee. I keep trying to jump in on this because it's like okay, so it's a it's a dash button with a little dipping bird that presses it every so often, but that yes. also is linked to your phone and is on the internet of things or whatever, and is presumably like a zombie computer that's like doing denial of service attacks for the I don't know Serbian Internet Army or something. More or less, yeah. No, that won't be in their blurb, probably. But no, yeah. the Serbian thing's not. There. I mean, it's silent. It's it's heavily implied. <laughs> Tremendous, though. That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, I, I actually went into because the, the designers of this actually posted a medium um article. <laughs> Uh, about just exactly how much work went in to making a, a s scale. Because usually... What, what, when is I, it, what does a scale look like? Uh, it's, a, it's a thin black scale. And usually when I want to tell how much coffee I have left, I, I, I look... You're you're one, you're one of these you're one of these like web 1.0 people that uses their eyes. <laughs> yeah, you're one of these eye fetishists. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's they basically spent a lot of time trying to three D print a functional prototype, converted half their like one bedroom flat. They're now in Y Combinator, so it's okay to make fun of them because they're going <laughs> about to be like massively rich because of this thing that they've done to like supply fresh coffee to their Seattle friends. They deserve um, to be that rich if they've solved yeah. this problem of not knowing how much coffee you have without looking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, look, because the problem is, and even then, it's it's not when you think about what problem it's really solving. It's like, as I actually have an app um, on my phone where I can order coffee with a with a button. It's I I have a good relationship with it. What they're doing is they're not saving you going to the store, or they're not even saving you ordering. What they're doing is saving. Huh? Huh. For the benefit of the listener, I mind looking and pushing a button. So I, I like the idea that, you know, the initial sort of capitalist success would be, you know, like a wheel or a, or a car or something that would like save you a lot of labor. But now it's like you're paying an almost equivalent price for something that saves you two finger pushes. Yeah. yeah well, we have to go no. further. Like thinking two is this, right? And <laughs> if thinking one is just like ordering your coffee, thinking three is just carrying around an IV stand full of it. 
but yeah. it's always refilled by drone. Because yeah. even drinking the coffee is a bit of an effort, isn't it? If you're <laughs> looking at it. Uh, uh. It's, it goes, you have to take it from he- here, here to... Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking this beer right. and it's, the process is pissing me off physically. <laughs> like, I'd love it if an app was able to take care of that for me. To, to be honest, what if there was just a robot that could drink the beer for me? And then tell you uh, how happy you felt relative to the start of the beer. Well, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's like, yeah, congratulations, you now feel... I mean, it's, it's, it's like um, uh, a placebo effect. Um, but, uh, so I... I I, as I always say, it is, it is the Q&As of these that are always incredible. Um, so, how does, how, does, how does it work? Um, sync, sync the scale with your Wi-Fi network once, then leave your coffee bag on it. The scale then learns from your consumption and reorders coffee from you at the right time. So, don't have people over. Um, don't get stressed and drink more than usual. Consume coffee at an absolutely predictable rate. At a yeah. steady rate, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, and if you forget to put the bag on the scale, presumably it will just keep ordering until there's a heavier weight. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that they've they've programmed that out, but I mean, it's got to well, you can seems- have people over, but they're not allowed coffee. <laughs> and you have to explain to them it will disturb the algorithm or whatever. You're just having yeah. to do the Indiana Jones thing of like swapping the idol with a bag of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's great. It turns your entire house into the the opening scene of the Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> where if you move anything, then it will trigger a series of commercial yeah. Um, outcomes yeah. that could bankrupt you. <laughs> um, tea or coffee? Not coffee, actually. Uh. <laughs> well, it's, it's, Lord help you if you have this for tea. Otherwise, you're gonna. Have, and what if you don't want coffee one day? Then it'll be presumably be thrown further out of whack. Okay, it's what, what strikes me about products like these, and this one's so simple, I don't have much content around it, but what really strikes me is the extent to which they've been like, okay, well, now, now we have to program in a thing that what if you drink a little more than usual? Or what if you forget to put it on the thing? We have to have a failsafe for that. And oh, okay, it's got to be machine learning, so it's got to get better at anticipating when you could possibly want coffee so that we can save... Uh, I'm just, yeah. I'm, what, yeah. the thing that stresses me out about the machine learning is, you know how Facebook sometimes knows stuff about you that you don't? Like, oh, yeah. uh, women will get like ads for pregnancy stuff without knowing they're pregnant because the algorithm <laughs> does. It, I want this to like figure out something that in your life that is going to go wrong, that is going to like stress you out and make you drink more coffee before you know. And you'll just have this horrible omen of this thing pouring you like oh, it's, it's yeah. just ordered me like a six fucking bags of coffee for this morning. Why am so. I getting all this coffee? Is everything okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just look at you. You, you, t- you sort of start sending exploratory messages to your boss or I mean, your what wife. Would, what, yeah. would, what would be what would be really bad is if like some mischievous barista was like oh, no. was uh, <laughs> some mischievous barista who may may or may not have studied at Alazar University. Um, before coming back to becoming before coming back to the West to fulfill his dream of becoming a coffee salesman, um, was making sure that white people were not getting enough coffee, and that, <laughs> and that, and that Muslims were getting too too much, um, making them too much too more more much more powerful. Hi, highly highly caffeinated Saracens. Um, <laughs> it's going to be like my coffee brand, uh, in in the same vein as like all these military coffee companies. Absolutely. Yeah, you just have like Jabato Red Bull. It's perfect. <laughs> it's it's anticipatory, and depending on how good you've been, it sends you coffee or it sends you something entirely different. What <laughs> um, I the, this is the the, the final the Damn, final. I can't line believe here. I ordered. I can't, I can't believe I had an automated coffee service, but for some reason, I now have the fifth and final mysterious IRA uh, box that got lost. Um, Did you guys see that tweet? Oh, oh, they lost one of the bombs, didn't they? Yeah. 
It's still in the post. It's still in the posted system. Somewhere. Oh, oh no! Keeping up with my Amazon tracking. <laughs> you got an Amazon dash button to the IRA. Yeah, you just you order something and you're just like, wait, why is it in? To, to, why is it in Cumbria? That's why. It's just sitting in a depot, just waiting for some poor Amazon drone to like. They often won't give it to you unless you got the right ID and stuff, no, I know. which is frustrating if it's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell, you hear by the ticking, I have a very limited time to yeah. claim this package. Please give me this quickly. <laughs> um, so, in the long run, they say, we plan to sell more than coffee. The market... <laughs> Sorry, this next sentence is awesome. The market for stuff that people buy over and over again is several hundred billion dollars or so. I mean, they're right. People buying stuff is one of the biggest markets there is. Riley, you, you laugh, but in the next paragraph, it just turns into Capital Volume 1 talking about exchange value. Yeah. So they're really onto something with this idea of selling a... A uh, commodity that people want to buy repeatedly. No, it's, it's, I mean, someone should tell uh, uh, everyone. Yeah, so say you want to buy one coat. coat. <laughs> someone should tell Marx that there's a, the commodity value, exchange value, use value, all of these things. So yeah, the market for stuff that people buy repeatedly is several hundred billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue with that kind of economics. <laughs> It's, it's just it's 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 right, but completely un just irrelevant. It's, it's in a sense right, but it's weird to think of them in a meeting room going. Imagine if we just repeatedly sold stuff to people. We, we'd have their money over and over again. Yeah, we wouldn't have to re get it. We wouldn't have to come up with a new product every single time, every day. Every day. So, okay, coffee. That was yesterday's thing. Uh, no, <laughs> listen. We can sell coffee two days running. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Possibly more than two. <laughs> if we could see. We hope to make a significant amount of grocery shopping obsolete. Ah. Yeah. I mean, mm. okay. Fine. You can sort of see what they mean, which is if you had it, yeah, if you had an app that measured your consumption of almost everything you buy from the grocery store, then you could just. But people are already doing supermarket shops online like yeah. that, aren't they? And and you don't have to sort of do it weirdly passively where if you want to, say, get more coffee, you're like, okay, I want them to send more. So I better drink double the amount for the next seven days because, you know, my cousin Janice is coming over. Yeah, most of us would rather just just make the purchase online rather yeah. than hinting at an app. <laughs> 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 having, to do, having to put on a top hat and do pickup artist shit to an app. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, we love it, folks. Don't we, don't we love it? Um, so anyway, that's, uh, that's bottomless. Are, are we all ready to invest in uh, what appears to be a scale Well, I mean, the pound, the pound is currently tanking, right? Wait, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, now's the time. Well, um, so I have some Litecoin, uh, maybe that, I don't know, maybe they're into that. Okay, well, actually, I have we, some dinars. we should note that we are, <laughs> we're recording this whilst sort of, I don't know, the, the UK is either being saved or destroyed. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure Depen at this It depends point. on what side of the Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe you're on. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just... <laughs> I'm going to queue here. Uh, Theresa May's defeat on a Brexit deal, losing by 230 votes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang, I hate it when this happens. Probably the pound is not going to be any more valuable tomorrow morning. So, yeah, let's go yeah. for this. Uh, let's let's yeah. just stash it all in these guys. In these guys, I think it's yeah. safer. Maybe um, it's just like a very clever like rationing service that the government are trying to like make into a cool startup. 
<laughs> so like all of a sudden like this has been Matt Hancock's like plan the whole time right? I like, feel he's like I'm getting arm. less coffee every time <laughs> no he's, it's just the algorithm he's, he's got this like plan to kind of revolutionize grocery shopping or like revolutionize like basic human nutrition uh, through apps where like you gradually get less and less but because you order it on a cool app, it's more of like a lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, so I'm, what I'd like to do is I'd like to put in an opportunity here to say, because this is coming out on Tuesday. Um, so between now and when this is edited, um, what's happened with Brexit is more or less. Well, the deal failed and we're not leaving without a deal, but we're also not renegotiating the deal and we can't vote on a deal the third time because it's fundamentally unchanged. So I have no idea. And... What you should do as a result of it is... I mean, there's a part of me that's like, uh, maybe you should make sure you have enough medication and all the things you need, like foodstuffs, etc. But I mean, that's also assuming that your GP is even able to give you additional medication because this country is run by the Tories. Yeah, you're, <laughs> covered, you're covered. You really were covered. Wow, wow, Nate. Thank you. Very informative and helpful. Um, Intriguing. I hope, I, I hope we're all going to enjoy... That weird painting that somebody made as what's supposed to be an insult to Jeremy Corbyn, and it just randomly features the Star of David, a woman with enormous boobs hitting him in the head with her boobs from behind, uh, Jerry Adams, someone else, because I don't know anything about Irish politics. Uh, it's an amazing painting. I, I just don't understand what the fuck it's supposed to mean. Um, so, Milo, you were here the entire time. I absolutely was, yeah. yeah. I'm completely abreast of all the issues. What, what did you think of the product we talked, or startup we talked about? I thought it was great. I've already invested all of my savings, which is three pounds. So it's going to be great. <laughs> That's kind of the conclusion we came to as well. More, more, fact, yeah. more or less, really. It's by, okay, by pure coincidence. Uh, it, we happen to have come to identical conclusions. Oh. Um, any case, so the next the next thing I'd like to go into because like the collapse imminent either collapse or rescue of British society by someone or something or somewhere uh, is mm -hmm. sort of immaterial for us obviously because we're in a basement in Whitechapel. Um, is to talk about an article from the Adam Smith Institute. Those guys, oh, mm. my favorite. They love rationing coffee. Oh God, no. <laughs> they love if if it's if it's based on an app. The Adam Smith Institute loves it. God, mm. they love apps. Um, oh, yeah, they're like the Matt Hancock of institutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they have released a new app, uh, not a new app. They've never. I don't think they've released an app. As much as they're enthusiasts, they're not practitioners. Um, yeah, no, they, they only. You can't use an app with an invisible hand. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, they released an article entitled "The Weatherspoons App Is the Pinnacle of Human Progress." Oh, huge just, claim, huge. Yeah. Mm. Just hard, hard agree. Let's move on. We don't even need to read the article. <laughs> obviously, um, yeah. why are you even writing an article about it? Yeah, whom could disagree? I mean, as soon as the Weatherspoons app came out, I mean, Francis Fukuyama took back his his his, his pen and was like, "Nope, actually, I was right about the end of history. Everything was leading to this. Um, there's no more struggle." This is, we are all now living in a kind of the nihilistic world of the last man, and we all sort of just have to wait to die because humanity's great historic mission has been lived out. I can get a beer without standing. Yeah, like he, Gorbachev recently found out about the Weatherspoons app, and he was like, that's why I had to end the Soviet Union. I knew this was coming. Yeah, it's been a long wait, but uh, <laughs> it's now paid off. Well, see, state, enough, state capital of the Soviet Union could never have created something like the Weatherspoons app, you know? Oddly, oddly enough, Milo and Alice, that argument comes up towards the end of this article. Oh, good. Oh, no. 
Oh, it's been too long of a day for this. <laughs> I want to hear Gorbachev quoted here. Oh, hell yeah. If it you... was once in a Pizza Hut <laughs> advert, so, you know, all bets are off. true. Really. The Soviet Union could never have come up with something like dark fruits. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, starts the article, stop whatever you're doing, download the Weather Spoons app right now, and proceed to your nearest spoons. You can then sit down at a table, and without the nuisance of lining up at the bar, also he said lining up at the bar, skewing, surely. Like a dancing situation. Uh, lining up at the bar, order food and drinks delivery for your table. It's all so simple and convenient. It's just table service. <laughs> like, this is just table service. Yeah, we actually have steps. this in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, mo- most restaurants have an analog version of this. Yeah, that's right. Also, like, McDonald's has this, right? Mm. Like, you go to mm. McDonald's, you can use one of those screens. Yeah, these consoles, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, like, yeah. you can get your food. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is why we need to keep on with the same economic policies we've had since about right. the nineteen sort of seventies, eighties. You know, like yeah. Thatcher really she saw the future. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> What I need to do is unleash innovation. Yeah. And so we can have Fact, what if you had a waiter, mm. but it was actually your phone? What if yeah. Yeah. I was say, you yeah. just yeah. delicious treats brought to you, but you don't have to talk to anyone because you have anxiety? It's perfect. So it's, yeah. so it's what if John Podoritz was an anime tanky, basically? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's weird because it seems like they're in love with smartphones. They don't realize it's the smartphone because every time a smartphone lets them do a completely banal thing, they're like, Joseph Stalin could never. And it's like, but yeah, but I mean, all it is is just it's bringing you food the same way that if you asked a human or if you pushed a button on like a clunky old like, you know, walkie talkie intercom. Well, as, like, as Gorka damn. said, like Stalin dreamed about taking away Americans hamburgers. So <laughs> specifically, it was that. Yeah. Tell you, what, if you could, what if you could denounce your neighbor for having a filet fish using just an app without all the hassle <laughs> of lining up at the Politburo? US- <laughs> USSR already has very few vowels. You know, it yeah, could it be an app name. Um <laughs> For example, it was originally called like end user, but they just <laughs> took all the vowels out. Uh, I mean, there, I'm, I'm doing the thing again that I, I frequently do, but there is um, a, a, a champagne bar in London that has a little button. And if you push the button, they bring you champagne. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah Bob, Bob Ricard. Yeah, 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 push I, for yeah. champagne. I've seen that again, in a say. Soviet cartoon about the capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> so you you can even use it it goes on to test your online popularity just tweet your location and table number on twitter and wait till the prosecco starts arriving however there are no guarantees on this front you might just get a bowl of peas and a child-sized glass of milk okay someone at the adam smith institute tried this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fucking peas again <laughs> the invisible hand keeps sending me peas <laughs> the market of the wisdom is so uh, uh, the wisdom of the market is so opaque these must be what I need but I don't understand what shall I do with these peas lord why hast thou brought me these peas these green balls of devilishness I mean you could really sort of connect this sort of back up to the bottomless thing where you sit down at a, at, a, at a bar and sort of they just crowdsource your order and then you just sort of get what you get and it's better based than- on your Merit as a person yeah. as judged by other people, yeah. Mm. Or your merit, what you've gotten in the past, sort of maybe some kind of I- Wi-Fi connected scale. Oh, oh God, I, horrible vision. <laughs> you know the Chinese social credit score thing? British yeah, yeah. Post-Brexit Britain, our version of that, will have the social credit score through the Weatherspoons app. That's it. Like, yeah. You'll go into a Weatherspoons and you'll think, I hope I've done enough this week to yeah. get high. <laughs> <laughs> say, the lowest rung of society are the people who only order Long Island iced teas. And it's like, no, yeah. those are the, those are the yeah. underclass. You don't it's even just get a, there. It's just a Ruddles and a picture of Woo Woo again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's another Ruddles week for me. What do I have to do here? <laughs> I mean, for, for, <laughs> the, the Politburo in the Infinite Wisdom. <laughs> 
have decided that's another week of ruddles and thin gruel. Just tell me what I've got to do. Yeah. <laughs> and Brexit coasters. Yeah, there's a lot of talk, he goes on, from various Corbynistas these days about how the market is failing, how technology is ruining lives, and why the economy should be brought under quote-unquote democratic control through nationalization. Yeah, don't know why anyone could come to those conclusions. No, because with, mm. with this one, we've got the... We got the peas and and the and the anticipatory coffee and and so on. We really we don't even have to even make the single person democratic choice of what I get. This is becoming like very like Trump Trump anecdote that doesn't go anywhere. Like very like <laughs> I, I, I was going to spin off with Mark Fisher and talk about market uh, talk about market Stalinism again, but like yeah, I you're mean, right. People say, people say Melania is not real. They say the market's bad. But look, you go into the Weatherspoons app, you post about it, you get peas, they bring you peas, you got you to drink, you press the button, the champagne comes. People in Arizona, they'd agree. Okay, uh, next question. <laughs> the Weatherspoons app has been very unfair to him. Let's <laughs> get the small Vanity Fair kept sending peas. me peas. Yeah, this, is, this has been one of the worst trade deals. <laughs> One of my ever. worst experiences, except at the New York Times Christmas party, <laughs> well, very, which, which um, very poorly attended, and you know you you don't have to guess as to why the failing New York Times, yeah, of course, party. the yeah. failing, yeah. which has been very unfair to me, by the way, tremendous. <laughs> Uh, what this misses is the democracy inherent in the free market system in a planned economy only some can win those with the most power and influence to decide how scarce resources are used oh, oh i'm liking capitalism <laughs> that God, never happens a, a app to rectify that problem yeah. <laughs> ah. so, i love the idea that the winners in capitalism know they're oh. winning because they can order through Witherspoon. Yeah, yeah, this famous reward it. for all people. It's, 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 it's like no one has shown them Charles Koch's idiot son with his big fat guy Hawaiian shirt company that will never, ever fail ever He's because his dad's out. a billionaire. Yeah. Like, can you wear those shirts to yeah. the boardroom, the discotheque, and the Weatherspoons? <laughs> and to denounce your neighbor. <laughs> to denounce your neighbor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the, it's Mr. Korsakov, it's peas for you for the rest of your life. <laughs> Jesus, at least Vasily Stalin didn't have like a line of jumpsuits. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> yeah, true. But didn't he coach a hockey team? Yes. I saw that. And then the they film. all got killed in yeah. a plane crash. Yeah. Wait, did he coach Putin at hockey? Is that is that the lineage? <laughs> that's that's the lineage. Yeah. So as I love that. They're like, well, in a planned economy, only those with the most power and influence get to decide how scarce resources are used. Whereas in this one, it's not because this one's not planned. It just sort of emerges like Athena springing from the head of Zeus, just to fulfill all human desires Does as we need them. The, uh, I mean, as well. I've, I've, mm. I've, I've editorialized the Greek elements. I, I'd be really surprised yeah. if they'd put that yeah. in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, obviously. Athena crawling from the carbuncled ass of Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> the the so Weatherspoons no, app is that part of the Dionysian irrationality. That it's, it's, it's those things don't understand that all economies are planned. It's just the question is who's... Planning them. I'm, I'm, and, I have uh, a reactionary tweet, which is that I, I'm pissed off none of these people believe in God anymore. Because <laughs> they used to be able to say this shit with a straight face and be like, yes, it's this way because God made it this way. And now they're all like, well, innovation, uh, democracy. Yeah, exactly. It's mm. like Jeff, Be no one at Amazon decided to make a wrist bracelet that would shock you if you are about to pick out the wrong thing. It's just the market sort of produced it from the earth. Jeff Bezos has yeah. the mandate of heaven and we should support him in that. <laughs> Wait, he's like Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> 
The market system, it goes on, is democratic. You purchase products that fulfill your desires. Producers respond to our purchases. By the way, the produ- again, the producers are just sort of abstract here. Mm. They're just... They're, they're no workers are involved in this, by the way. No, no. And no worker... And none of your... None of your relationship with this process obviously decides what happens. I mean, it's mostly just scales and app AI, and then just things happen to you. You're you're passive, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. You're um, just a, a collection of stats. Yeah, you're you're mostly a collection of stats that are there to be interpreted by your phone or your scale. I wait for all of you get a card. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is really effectively what this app is, right? It's kind of. How much based on your power level is do you get peas or do you get beer? Okay, so as far as like as far as I know, because I've seen I haven't ever used the Weatherspoons app, but I have kind of seen kind of Twitter things about it. And everyone's kind of like, oh, um, my friend is kind of getting married or like something like that, or like, you know, something good has happened. If you want to order like wine to our table, here's like the yeah. Weather thing you use. That's kind of how they use it. So it's sort of like, oh, through like technology, people are buying each other food and alcohol. Um that seems to kind of be like the revolutionary impetus that the Adam Smith Institute yeah. kind of epitomizes mm. the Weatherspoons app as being. Um, and then the other thing is like, oh, well, you know, if you're, you know, it's it's a place where you can be mentally ill or like autistic or something and you'll feel just at home. Mm-hmm. And my thinking behind <laughs> that is like, well, okay, like people accept you for who you are in Weatherspoons. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we have podcasts that also like, you know, what they've really ignored and what, they've deliberately ignored is the fact that, well, what this really is, is kind of like Weatherspoons has basically become like the most democratized space. I don't want to say public space, but like a democratized space in um, towns and cities where public space is becoming or has basically become like scarce to like nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so one thing I said when I saw, saw this story was like, well, what you're saying is that the revolutionary, like this, this app is revolutionary because it's doing things that like community centers or public libraries or like just these public buildings used to do but can't do anymore because they can't because councils are selling the buildings mm. off. To which someone replies to me saying, Oh well, libraries don't serve food. They don't serve pies. And books, isn't it mostly? That's when I logged off and deleted my account because I had truly been owned. And that yeah, person yeah. was, in fact, Titiana McGrath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, All of us in the end yeah. Yeah, <coughs> are beaten by them. Uh, well, like, yeah, facts and logic, right? Uh, um, and this was really what this is really what it is because, like, at the core of it, like, the Weatherspoons app is really just like any other food app, right? It's like yeah. the same as, like, if you were going to order a pizza. You could order a pizza from an app and you could choose all your toppings. You could decide what size you want. You can even like have those apps where if they deliver a pizza to you, they have to like write a message mm-hmm. on the pizza. Um, and you can you can say you can write whatever message you want, right? Yeah. For me, that's revolutionary because it means that I can just get them to kind of, you know, write See down the Shahada and then become right. Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got you, you, yeah, beat, you, you beat me to let, it. Let me introduce a little bit of dialectics here though. Yeah. Um if I can if I can spice it up with some dialectics. Mm is Weatherspoons tends to take over formerly sort of more democratized spaces where more people could go for less money. So they tend to take over old community centers or even like old community theaters and all of these other old formerly sort of public or low cost buildings and then turn them into this business. And the second thing is that really the other thing that this app ignores is it's as though it's it's almost treating it like a Star Trek replicator where it's like, yeah, your friend can hit a button and then poof, some peas appear in front of you. But really what it's what it actually is doing is it's then compelling a bunch of workers to then labor 
right? Like it's it's like there's this whole setup of there's whole infrastructure of labor, and they say, oh yeah, there's this wonderful infrastructure of technology and the internet, etc. But really, all it's doing, and all any disruptive product really does, is just sort of find a new way to get labor to do what you want at a lower cost to yourself. And it's very telling the Adam Smith Institute looks at something like the Weatherspoons app and is just sort of with its mouth like half open and chewing on a gigantic like piece of like hay is just like, oh, I guess this is uh, this is the pinnacle of civilization. It just forgets that there's like labor and space appropriation yeah, even yeah, going sorry, on. goofy now. Yeah, they're goofy. <laughs> Sorry, I really wanted to pay attention to that, but just in my head was just going, where the spoons is a little old place where we order peace for strangers. <laughs> That's the level I'm on right now. <laughs> and whatever you think about it, imagine that plate of peas when it comes. It's, it's a good feeling, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of want peas now. Mystical. It's like those people who see Jesus in toast. Like, the peas, it yeah. means something well, to you. They see, they, they see the sort of the pinnacle of all human innovation in a plate of peas that's bought for you as a prank by an internet stranger. Right. And I mean, that's, that's also what it is, right? It's kind of like you have to be performative in order to kind of get your goodies, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so you have to be someone who has like a, a big amount, like a, a large amount of followers or, you know, you have to like have an influencer basically say this guy is starving and it'd be really great if like you bought him some food, you know, subscribe to my channel, all that stuff, right? <laughs> um, and the Adam Smith Institute love that shit because for them it's like, oh, this is just like, you know, the big the big sharing economy, the vol- you know, the voluntary economy. It shows how good everyone is. Um, you know, it shows that we don't really need like a welfare state. We don't need like public buildings. We don't like need Taps. these things in our community. We just send each other peas. Yeah. You, can send, yeah. you can just send each other peas. We live and, in a big society. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain ha- wait, not Captain Haddock. That's that's the guy from, from Tintin. Tintin. yeah. Captain Birdseye. Captain Birdseye for Prime Minister, <laughs> in my opinion. Captain Haddock for Prime Minister because in the Patreon only Discord I do regularly say that he could hit these back walls. <laughs> so no central planner the article goes on would ever have thought to create the weatherspoon app oh i was right the- <laughs> there you go Ca- you the- capitalism could never have created tetris the- <laughs> the- this is my defense of soviet state capital now is can you make tetris with it of course not so we should just just go back to the Communist Party of the Russian Federation and just have yep. them like take care yeah. of it. That's yeah. the thing. It's it's two apps, Tetris or Weatherspoons. Mm-hmm. And which one do you want? Yeah, those are the two genders right here. <laughs> My favorite fact about Weatherspoons is that the guy who founded Weatherspoons, Tim whatever, who looks like a looks like a kind of like fat version of like Rick crossed with uh, James May from Top Gear. That's like the kind of um, that's what he's going for. No, he's a Gladwell. And- he is, um, he's, oh, I think he's Chaotic Evil Gladwell. Okay, Chaotic Evil Gladwell, we'll go with that. Uh, who named it J.D. Weatherspoon after a teacher at school who told him he'd never amount to anything. And it's technically true that he did amount to something, but just that something was like a massive, colossal cunt. Like, so is that really an achievement? Like, you really rub it in your face, like, oh, yeah, everyone who works for me hates me. Sucks to be you, J.D. Weatherspoon. <laughs> You're named after the most evil company in Britain. <laughs> Um, so also, it's like, yeah, no central planner would ever have thought to create a Weatherspoon app, probably because it doesn't serve a, it doesn't serve a basic human need. <laughs> yeah, central planners aren't thinking about ways that peas can be redistributed. No. 
Yeah, there's the, <laughs> there's the, there's we thinking about to take peas away from the Ukraine. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Equal opportunity offenders. Uh, the tankies Ta- are get- tanky keyboards heating up everywhere. <laughs> tankies are going to get so mad. <laughs> Everyone was already mad at me for calling it state capitalism, but after this, oof. as I understand it, the Soviet Union um, went without a hitch. No, so, not a uh, single hitch. Mm, Everything was no. perfect. Um, all those dogs came back from space. They were an example of a really successful startup, and that's why everyone's so envious of them. They were <laughs> maybe a bit quiet for a bit afterwards because yeah, they took a vow of silence. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they saw a lot of shit up there. Absolutely, yeah. It's like, it hard for a dog to comprehend. Uh, so the um, the article concludes. How can we measure the entertainment value provided by Netflix, the social connections strengthened and created by Facebook, or time saved by Google searches? <laughs> if only how can we, we had measure some kind the- of market of stocks. To- <laughs> how, can, mm. how can we measure the benefit provided to the public by the Weatherspoons app? These are thousands of free and low-cost services that are making our lives better. Wait, hang on. Since since the Weatherspoons app, how many people have Googled Frank Sinatra and the N-word? That, <laughs> that to me, is the only... <laughs> well, also, it's like... It's it basically just saying, well, your data is not valuable, so it's free, and they're doing it because they're nice. So it's the whole thing is completely incoherent. Yeah, he's a nice bloke. He yeah. likes paying his staff the absolute minimum, which yeah. I find that to be the most trustworthy um, thing in a multimillionaire. I yeah. find that I'm sure he loves fine. it. Yeah. Tim Martin, he just loves it, and it's a big stretch to say that's making our lives better as well, isn't it? Because yeah. the best that can happen is uh, someone just sends you peace, basically, like you said. Like it doesn't. It doesn't give you access to some food that you didn't previously have or anything. It's just like, at the very least, it just enables you to not leave your table while ordering, which makes your life better in a tiny yeah. way, I suppose. But They've invented a restaurant. Yeah. It's very odd. And yeah. everyone's going like, this is... No, the Soviet Union could never have invented a restaurant. <laughs> so, where you can Soviet come in and sit would be so fucking weird, though. Like... <laughs> Jo- join the all-union brunt club. Uh, Tuesday is Porsche night. Is this- Sniff this pickled radish <laughs> before taking a shot of something with methanol in it. I'd, I'd really, I'd really, lo- I'd really be keen on like the the, the Soviet Weatherspoons and like the business lunch. It's, it's gonna be impossible. Oh yeah, business lunch. Like, what what's, what sort of propaganda leaflets would they force their employees to hand out there though? Because I mean, like obviously Weatherspoons here was forcing people to like hand out the Brexit leaflets. So what would it be in the what would the Brexit equivalent be in the Soviet <laughs> Union? Like we should do more Soviet style communism. For the dogs. Send your mom to space. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also it's like. <laughs> Show the Americans who's boss. There'd be a dish that you could order, which was a trap that would show yeah. that you were absolutely counter revolutionary. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, like it's if if you got it, like in The Simpsons, it's like there's up there's in the do they go to Japan episode. Homer's like the toilet recommended a place called America Town, and you know something like that perhaps. And it's like <laughs> ah, I love the idea that the Soviet Weatherspoons menu would be like like borscht, she, some dumplings, like really really like salt of the earth food, and there's this like the comedy like. Champagne and oysters option, and if you order that, then Riley like, yeah, gets sent straight to the gulag. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's, guys, let's be honest. I would get sent straight to the gulag. I, I'm, they, I'm not going to live past the first purge. Good way to go, though. The yeah, from absolutely. the champagne bar in London, that you push for more champagne, but if you push it, a guy comes out the back and shoots you in the head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, he's using a Makarov, so he injures only himself. <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like, there, there's a yes. There, no one could ever have done this intentionally. Is I think the argument of the Adam Smith Institute. It took a series of incredible coincidences to bring about everything that's good about the world. That there could, n- and, and even them, that no compromises were made, and that it's all free. Well, but, Facebook th- gives you all your friends, and that's free. It's never you know influenced an election, for example. You know, yeah. we've never. No one re- had friends before. 
before Facebook. No. The Soviet Union couldn't have produced the concept of friends. There's been no human interaction until then, yeah. No, absolutely not. This, this reminds me a little Joey bit... Joey Tribbianov, I think not. <laughs> this reminds me of when we talked about, about Steven Pinker, and he seemed to genuinely believe that they invented the concept of thinking in like the 1750s or so when the French Enlightenment sort of really kicked off. And he's like, well, no one thought before then. And it's, it's just, just like stimuli. this. No, yeah. the Romans just let stuff happen to them. No central planner made this, right? Like it wasn't a committee, a committee yeah. that would have done this. Do, do they? Is the the implication there that the I forget his name, but the Weatherspoons guy, Mister Weatherspoon, O'Brien, someone, yeah. Tim Martin, T- uh, Tim oh, Martin, Tim, did he make this by himself? Did he have this idea, or was there at some point like a committee involved in it? But that doesn't count as bureaucratic. Yeah, but also it's like Tim would, Martin is like God, like, yeah. and lo, on the sixth day he created the Weatherspoons app, and on the seventh <laughs> day he rested. There's gonna be there's gonna be a movie in like the next couple of years, which is gonna be like the Social Network, but for about the Weatherspoons app. You can't. Hmm. Make a million pubs and, without and like, making some enemies, and like, <laughs> and like Tim Martin will probably be played by. Um, like it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, it's just, he'll, he'll just wearily say, "Yeah, I can do. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in most of the films, so yeah, why not?" <laughs> he'll relish getting the haircut. <laughs> God, he loves They're to like, fuck with his hair. T- Tim Bro. Martin like truly has the 18th century like Enlightenment philosopher haircut, <laughs> but on the body of like a medieval king. <laughs> or like, or, or it'll be someone like really ridiculous. It'll be like Bradley Cooper playing Tim Martin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lady Gaga yeah. as the act. <laughs> what if I had some pubs? <laughs> I mean, in many ways, in many ways, like her, her, like the movie her with uh, Joaquin Phoenix is very much like the spiritual predecessor of the Weatherspoons. Well, it's it's the spiritual mm. predecessor of the Adam Smith Institute. With what if a guy fell in love with an app? Yeah, which seems to be their main thing. Don't yeah. you see that he's just really happy? Well, mm. this is this is sort of where I'll, I'll I'll close this section out, which is to recommend the book, um, the People's Republic of Walmart on Verso, which is basically says, look. Walmart is an execrable company, but they are an example of a globe-bestriding planned economy where everything happens exactly right, exactly on time. It's completely mm-hmm. optimized within an inch of its life. It's just it happens to be delivering what the Walton family wants it to deliver, and they have the power to make it deliver. So it's like, yes, actually, a series of powerful planned economies do exist. It's just we have the one where we get the Weatherspoons app, and the Waltons have the one where they get to like you know, crash planes into each other for fun and, and this other stuff. Or their dumbass kids get to, like, do a perfor- do performance art or design shirts or whatever. We believe passionately in guns for children. <laughs> wow, look, this gun has a princess on it. But, like, if Very you listen good. to the anti-union videos, they pull the whole, uh, you wouldn't want to unionize because we're a family and a family takes care of things together. You know? <laughs> oh. oh, man. Wait, well, let, this is like a union, again. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> let, let, let me see a family make an app. Yeah. yeah. For example. Anyway. Um, you can't move to Florida. This is a family. You can't just... <laughs> this is... Now, this actually ended up sort of... If we, if we count the first thing as an app, which I think we sort of can... Just sync to your phone with one. This is kind of like an, like an, like an app special where we're sort of just talking about the most... The sort of... Uh, not the most unimportant nonsense, but it's really getting there um, of, of some of what's going on. Well, I must add, the country is either falling apart or being saved or muddling through or something. Um, but we're going, we're going to press on because I have one more I'd like to discuss in what is, what is really becoming sort of an apocalypse, uh, which I suppose could wow. really be the title of the episode. The Soviet Union could never have come up with a title like that. Because <laughs> no, they wouldn't speak English as well as that. All I can say is there is, there is one restaurant chain that has been able to kind of get the app down really well. 
and is really revolutionary. And that place is called Comet Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Again with this. Keep Comet talking. Pizza, we take care of things as a family. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, well, they had a lot of investment. The VIP for- members club. They had a excellent. They had a lot of investment from some Epstein guy, <laughs> some kind of aviation fellow. I'm not really sure. Um, all right, so um, this is the this is the last on our grand grand tour of of apps. Jeffrey it's- Epstein was just doing make a wish for kids who really wanted to go on a private jet. <laughs> oh, no! More of this. <laughs> um, the American conservatives now have an app called 63 Red Safe. What? What is, what's what? with that That's- name? I, I don't. What, what's a sixty-three red? It's, it, I think what that's meant to sound like is what a quarterback would call a play when playing football. That's the dumbest oh, thing that, I've that, ever that, that sounds heard. like. Why? I mean, just to me, as as the it, only it actual sounds, it sounds. Yeah, yeah. It sounds sounds sort of sort of. I guess I guess football, but they all it's football's antifa now, so I don't think they like it. No. This, this phrase has been like Bruce Madeleine for Riley. He's just like it has an air of. Reminds <laughs> 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 me of my mother. Sorry, you guys, I used to live in. Yeah, never mind. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to slip I into a, a red house number sixty-three. I'm going to slip into safe. a. I'm going to slip into a reverie for about sort of seven thousand or so pages, and mm. I'll join you again. Sort of. Well, I'm going to admit I didn't actually finish Ella Recherche to Tom Perdue. Reading the novelization of the podcast. Turn to page one of Ella Recherche. Tom Perdue now yeah. and read sort of the first four but then feel like really Proust's writing style starts to drag in the middle mm. and just sort of quit. I had Proust a huge epiphany about the rock. past while eating this giant bowl of peas that someone sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the recent past, yeah. So, um, essentially, this is, and I'm taking here from an article on the Daily Beast by Will Summer, who's one of the best sort of reliable commentators on the far right in the United States. A new Yelp-style app is giving ratings on whether or not restaurants and other businesses are Trump-friendly. Yeah. Brilliant. Everyone loves Yelp. Yelp-style is good, yeah. Yeah, Yelp-style is great. Uh, no, but Yelp is particularly appropriate for a certain kind of, like, American who wants to scream about terrible service. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yelp yeah. is the app for calling the manager Why when don't you don't just have the courage like, to call the manager uh, yeah. yourself. Is it, isn't it just, mm-hmm. like, isn't mine just, like, a directory of, like, ob- like various Arby's? And also the uh, troop restaurant, Mission Grill. Right, yeah. That's mm. owned by troops and is in honor of the troops. Mission Grill. Oh, no, it's true. Mission- it, after nine, after yeah. 9-11, they were like, we Let's need to do this. We need Operations a, Grill. We need a troop-themed restaurant, and so they have one. And I'm. Um, it's very yeah, mega the, friendly. The military are very famous for having good food. Yeah, because oh, they're, 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 they're hungry because they're always fighting these wars and stuff. Yeah. I know. They need, they need to get fed. Everybody's Gosh. just staring at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was in the army. <laughs> fucking Christ. These, these prisoners we've taken are so malnourished. I need a burger. Oh, man, I'm so hungry after all that killing. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some corn on the cop. Yeah. If only, if only someone sort of could put all the enemies on a scale and then I could, when <laughs> they get big enough, then I could have an auto, I mean, auto shoot. Hours of controlling a drone have made me too tired to go to the bar and order. I mean, isn't isn't it just like this? This reminds me of like Paul Joseph Watson's uh, everything re- reminds you of Paul Joseph Watson's recent, recent restaurant adventure. Um, when and I oh, think oh god, Lord, I remember. Yes. This. Oh, yeah. Did we speak about this on the last episode? I don't. I, I don't think we did. I no. press a little button on the back of my head whenever we finish recording, no, and I we forget didn't. everything we, we say. So, <laughs> so here's what I'm interested in with like conservatives, right? And this is conservatives that are in America and also in the UK, which is that they really like high dining. But they ha- like they want to say that they hate the culture of it, right? Oh, I, right. So like, I know what you mean. So like yeah. Paul Joseph Watson, for example, he I don't know where he was, but he went to this like he went to like a, a restaurant in Austin, Texas, in his hotel. Yeah, it was like the um, fancy restaurant attached to his hotel. Right, he can never okay. leave the building he's sleeping he in. Never, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's he's never done that. He, yeah. he doesn't know what would happen. Okay, so he does have some good points. 
<laughs> in, yeah. in case in case Muslims get him in the same way as Batman did with the uh, Chinese guy in The Dark Knight. Oh, absolutely. Muslims, Muslims, <laughs> many Muslims have their technology. Yeah, he's, he's right to be careful. So he goes to this restaurant, which is like quite a fancy like hipster restaurant where they serve, you know, serve small portions on small plates and put lots of like purees around things, etc. Right? there. Um, <laughs> you know, and you, you kind of know what you're getting, you, you kind of know what you're getting into when you go to these places. Um, you know, these are places that like will serve you food on bits of yeah. wood. I mean, I'm, I'm going to Lyle's next week, actually. Yeah, you, 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 you really love that shit. I love um, that shit. I love that shit so much. Right, uh, Daniel, before it, you go to the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he just like, he tweeted his whole like thing about how like every dish that he ordered just enraged him. So as a, so as, so yeah. as a result, he decided to troll the waitress by ordering what Please. was called on the menu the kid candy bar the king, the king candy bar and imagine <laughs> her shock when I ordered something from the menu but she wasn't expecting that the king candy bar was about like $20 and it was he took a picture of it it's like one of the most depressing meals I've seen it's like this Hershey's chocolate bar which kind of looks like a bit old like a bit warm mm. and just like various kind of like splodges of ice cream around it. Oh. And then the restaurant, as I recall, <laughs> had to had to close after that. <laughs> yeah, because that's the influence he has. Um, yeah. But yeah. it also reminds me like, you know, you know, the Adam Smith guys, like they go to like really fancy restaurants as well. Um, lots of conservatives love taking like taking pictures of themselves yeah. at like what's that called? Like uh, is it called Hawksmoor, the place where you Hawksmoor go? Hawksmoor or Duck and Waffle? They love they love Duck yeah. and right. Waffle. Right, so, so they love these like they love these kind of like grand places. Mm. Um, but like, oh, so many liberal lefties here. Right. Yeah. How yeah, dare they the eat? Decor suits them yeah. the, and the sense <coughs> of uh, and they're, they're they say they're mm. socialists, but they're eating. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Checkmate, Libs. Yeah. I was, um, I was yeah. just going to say that Milo doing Paul Joseph Watson in like a Lancashire accent sounds like the darkest version of Dinner Date ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this was. <laughs> we only got one side. Well, I loved is that Paul Joseph Watson complained that the portion sizes were really small. Yeah. How is this meant to fill up a man that's been working all day? <laughs> <laughs> I love how much he opened himself up to the own there. Like, <laughs> I, as a YouTuber who owns a map, would know, of course, yeah. all about working all day. I've worked so hard today. <laughs> this isn't enough food. I just like. I Imagine um, so much shock, no, or my shock had to be imagined to the heads of millions. <laughs> and nobody, nobody goes to these restaurants looking for that though. Like nobody goes exactly. to Alinea to eat a like foam that reminds you of the seashore. That's like, <laughs> you know, superheated in the middle and like dipped in liquid nitrogen on the outside, and then think, hmm, yeah, well, if I've been digging ditches all day, this is really not going to fill me up. Yeah, I was, I was looking for cottage pie. What I, what I, what I was trying, what I was trying to get at was that all these videos, because like this has all come, I imagine, from like videos that like right-wing reactionaries upload onto Twitter and YouTube yeah. and stuff, mm. which is like, oh, I walked into a fast food restaurant wearing a MAGA hat and I said a few slurs to the, yeah. the cashier. And I only was and, carrying two guns. Right. And for some mm. reason, he told me to get out of this establishment. <laughs> this is a very anti-Trump establishment. This um, is the new Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, this is, I'm, I'm being persecuted. So what this really is, is like a list of restaurants where, you're, where you can say slurs yeah. because all mm. the staff are white. Yeah, yeah. Prob- mm. or or in the case of like or somewhere like um or in the case of lots of these places where the staff might not be white but the management is and so they'll fire the non-white staff if they object to you saying slurs right Classic. yeah so really that's oh, oh, the, the way the way they code this is we want to find non-political restaurants 
restaurants where there are no politics, where, in fact, 63 Red Safe works like a conservative Yelp. Instead of reviewing the lighting and ambiance, though, the site's users write restaurants and other places of businesses on a series of four questions. Would we like to hear the questions? On a scale of tremendous to very unfair to me. (laughs) (laughs) I've been eating out of this trash can of ideology, but I think it's very political. So, um, <laughs> should we should we like to hear the four questions? Yes. I'm just give us the four yes, questions. We should. I imagine they're absolutely admirable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. They're so there's such a normal. If you want to rate a restaurant, just completely ask. normal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is totally the way I, if I wanted to recommend a restaurant to my friends, would say. Well, here's the four dimensions upon which I'll make the recommendation: <laughs> oysters, champagne, <laughs> caviar, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> Milo, stop saying the real thing that I think. <laughs> I love that you didn't even object to bitches. <laughs> look, I was—I thought you were going to say ass, and I was just like, "Well, now uh, we're going the whole look, hog." I, yeah. Look, I'm going to—I'm going to be honest with you. I'm—I'm—I'm in a—I'm in a very happy monogamous relationship, but I'd like—I'd like my girlfriend to be allowed to come to the place as well. Mm. Any case, uh, here is what they, their four questions are: Does this business serve persons of every political belief? Um. Of, of, of every political belief. Every, so, every single one, yeah. So, like if, if, if I go in my Hezbollah headband with a shadow <laughs> on it. Yeah, you can, you can order pizzas, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <Same> <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> okay. You go in there and start like doing a sort of Pol Pot style, like just shooting anyone with glasses in the back of the head. And they're like, that's, that's your right, <laughs> sir. That's your belief. It's, it's yeah. sort of like, how do they even determine that? I mean, this is a question you get asked before you get seated. It's like a party of four, uh, non-smoking. Uh, Pol Pot did nothing wrong. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> But it's like, right, do you know the, you. Um, the subreddit on uh, Kampuchea, the Cambodian regime under Pol Pot, makes you write an essay before they let you join? So I'm just picturing ordering food like that, as you have to like tap out a little essay on the McDonald's yeah. screen first. You have to get 10 out of 10 on the multiple choice question. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> also, it's like, is there, I, mean, I, think, I, don't, I wonder if 63 Red Safe is really interested in if you're a card-carrying DSA member. By the way, I'm very interested. I'm a, I'm a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. Here's my card. Are you still cool with serving me? There's no, re- any restaurant in the world would say, well, that's, that's a bit strange, but all right. Yeah, I mean, with- most restaurants in America would be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Are you going to pay me? Whereas, yeah, yeah I actually like, am really into Marshall Pitan. How do you feel about that? <laughs> How do you feel about that, Libs? Phalangist so steakhouse. This, this relates to the second question slightly as well. Okay. Does this business allow legal concealed carry under the state's laws? Of course. Yeah. Hmm. So can you have... If it's concealed, how would they know? Yeah, it's a difficult one to answer, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... I mean, it's, it's really if, a sort of Schrodinger's rule. That if you one. put yeah. a gun in your waistband and like, will you know if it's gone off before or after it shoots yourself in the kneecap? You know, can I eat mm. with my gun, for example? Yeah, just, can I bring my own cutlery in the cutler- a normal question you'd ask yeah. when you're looking for a restaurant? Can yeah. I cook my steak with my firearm? Yeah. <laughs> Shooting it until it's, it's sufficiently like, it's like hot. It's like those weird restaurants where like they got you to choose what kind of animal you wanted to eat. Mm. That's just and from the, the animals Simpsons, live in that restaurant. No, no, they existed. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> a Simpsons thing. And the waiter thing. is the Joker, and he says, like, <laughs> "We're all animals here." It's like, what kind of fish? What kind of fish do you want? And we can like take it out and cook it for oh, you. Well, they like, do, for yeah, they do that with seafood, like that, yeah. but they don't do that it's, with like cows and I, shit, do they? I'll be fair. I did actually go to a restaurant in the south did. of France. Oh, like that, of course once. you did. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, will you no. put up the the thumbnail for this episode as just being that communist caricature of like the pig in the top hat? 
Mm-hmm. No, I went to a restaurant in the south of France like this once, um, and it was in a little village called Florac, and I was driving with some of my friends from a... I realize where this is now going, and I'm it's trying for you to sell this anecdote, really. The <laughs> really? In the Welcome room. to our socialist yeah. podcast where we talk about our jaunty adventures in the well, south of okay. France. A couple of friends and I were driving, were driving back from um, a let's say, large house that had been rented for us in Jesus. the south of France. We were driving back hmm. to I Paris. Like it doesn't make you sound like any, yeah. Yeah. Like It doesn't feel make you sound any better. <laughs> sort of kibbutz. <laughs> yeah. It was... Look, yeah. Look, yeah. It, yeah, let's say, let's say uh, all of that. It was a, po- it was a polycule, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, I, mm, well... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. What if you have a, what if you have a polycule, but with Ollie Murs? No, so, we're, <laughs> so we were driving back from this country house. And we did end up in a t- little town called Florac in the south of France, where there was actually this lovely little restaurant um, where there was a sort of a, a running stream beside it, and they were sort of actively catching fish while then cooking and serving the fish to you. It was really, really good. So I do kind of get that. I, I, I'm, I'm on board all of a sudden yeah. with this. I can't remember what this app does. Is it like a, the like gun a bus thing, or something? The gun thing. Like... Like, yeah. like, oh, forgot, oh, the like gun thing. I some forgot. restaurants, I've seen it, but like, it's you go there rare that you would go to a restaurant in the, the States. Next to it. It's rare that you'd go to a restaurant in the States and like it has like a no guns allowed or no firearms allowed. And it's not like a 7-Eleven with like a fucking small table yeah. you can sit at. Like, it, the, it just seems kind of absurd that that would be great. Because like you said, concealed. Well, the whole point of a concealed carry permit is that they can't see your gun. Like, yeah. like if they say no firearms, you could walk in with a concealed carry permit and just be like, fuck your laws, as long as it's actually concealed. But, like, mm. the idea that, I mean, if it's, you know, conspicuous carry, well, great. Well, like, I wouldn't necessarily want to go into a restaurant and have somebody with a long gun there, you know? <laughs> like, they come back from, like, an elephant safari in the 1800s. It's an Israeli dining experience of a dude with, like, the I'm giant right. rifle. Perfect. I'm very, mm. I, lo- I love to sit down to eat, and I look over, and I see that someone actually brought the same RPG launcher as me. <laughs> and then we have mm. something to talk about. And when then- Harry met Sally. <laughs> so, here's the other two. Will this business protect its customers if they are attacked for political political reasons and does this business avoid politics in its ads and social media postings will this business uh, pr- protect me if i'm attacked for for, for politics yes D- only politics okay, though as, as as one of those so transgenders for being the unibomber in this restaurant yeah, where would they well, stand uh, at? I if, think that's politics. Yeah. <laughs> if someone follows me into the women's restroom and says, hey, you don't belong in here and attacks me, that is that's a political reason and will that be judged on the app? No, uh, that's not politics. Okay. As far as I'm aware, if I'm going to go back to our, our TIG episode, mm. our, our independent group episode, um, I think that falls into the realm of facts, uh, not politics. I see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's facts, not politics. Mm. And also, because it's it, the the article, because Summer Summer is very good about this stuff. He notes that hate crimes have gone up in Trump's presidency, but the majority of these attacks are related to race, religion, sexual orientation, or ethnicity, and that mostly the attacks about politics have been related to people being told that they suck. So, like a guy in I want to see New Jersey or Texas, I can't remember the fuck it was, came up on some like college age or like high school senior age teens who were wearing MAGA hats. He's, he was like a mixed race guy, and he basically took one of their MAGA hats, and one of them complained, and he just like splashed a drink in their face, and he was like, "Deal with it, bitch," and walked away. And it was it was kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie, but this, obviously, and that guy he, grew up to be Albert. He got arrested on like f- fucking felony assault charges. So like, I don't know what they were expecting like the person at Hardee's who was working behind the counter to do. But I mean, I would imagine that under this app's rubric, that would count as oh, they didn't defend him against a political attack. But it's like the guy's going to prison, probably like five years for it. Well, they, so they like, didn't pull the long gun from underneath the counter and then engage. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Use the Stinger missile from yeah. the official 
<laughs> they didn't immediately self-destruct the restaurant. You Just have to dive in front of the spray of water going, no! Um, yeah. So the... Uh, um, Walt, this guy, Scott Wallace, who founded the app, compares the app to a political fire inspector and is confident that it will grow more popular as 2020 approaches. Political fire inspector. That's when Funnily he enough, claims also more wants Trump to supporters. the actual fire inspector. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he claims more Trump supporters will be targeted by what he calls socialist goon squads. <laughs> Podcast episode title? Hired socialist goons. Hired socialist goons. And businesses will become more interested in protecting their customers over their politics. But again, I hasten to add, not like protecting, you know, trans women or like like people of color or or like women or whatever, but mostly guys in MAGA hats. Yeah. That's the main, the main one, the main persecuted category. Most oppressed category. minority, yeah. The most oppressed minority. Mm. In fact, it, they're so oppressed that they have the... the presidency and, and, and stuff and the police are sort of systematically well, on the side. the thing side. is that the hats don't come off. That's the real tragedy. <laughs> Those hats, you, you get them sewed on. Will you die? <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're like Samson. <laughs> um, so to, to, clo- to close this article out, to close this, this, this topic out, uh, we're committed, he said, this isn't just another Trump dating site. <laughs> Because uh, the other ones are so say, good. Do, do conservatives regularly hook up in the comments on Yelp? I mean, because almost like, certainly. Gay, you imagine, gay Trump like, dating site bottomless. <laughs> why, why, why do I find really funny about conservatives who like date each other is the fact that they just don't. They also don't ever shut up about it. So like, yeah. Candace Owens and his and George her, yeah, the guy who like the the finance guy, the TPUK um, guy. They are very like every interview they do is very much like, oh yeah, we're together, and just because she's black and I'm white. You know, doesn't mean, you know, we treat ourselves as individuals and like our love is individual. It's kind of like, well, number one, no one really asked you those questions. Mm. But like, it's very interesting how they kind of make it this point where it's like, oh, yeah, we're dating. And that means that conservatism is a cool movement. Is a cool movement because maybe you'll be able to hook up with someone. Yeah. Um, what if? What, what? It's no. It's the same. It's <laughs> libertarian it's what if you Trump supporters are like, yeah, we're dating. So what if she's eleven? <laughs> <laughs> That's your prejudice. Well, have you seen Dang. Jacob Wall and Laura Loomer lately? Like the pictures <sighs> they're taking together. I mean, he's what wearing, I love is yeah. I love I love everything Jacob Wall does online. <laughs> I like that he hangs out with Jack Berkman, a guy who's all, who is just. Like a conservative conspiracy theorist who is Gil from The Simpsons and always has his fly down. I went to Le Gavroche and they did not have a high chair for my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> this is violence. <laughs> like posting Bikini Garfield. Yeah, Absolutely. it's violence. <laughs> okay. Bikini Garfield is a violence of sorts. It's a violence, <laughs> it's a violence against something. Okay. Um, any case... I feel bikini viol- Garfield is a violence of sorts as good as place to any, as any to uh, to c- close out this episode. That was that was really the conclusion that this whole episode. Was really <laughs> into. Yeah. I think it's we can all agree on that. Smoothly moving towards that. Communism yeah. have ever Look, produced bikini look, Garfield? In this essay, I will argue that <laughs> it's 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 Aristotle. It's deduction. It's um a bottomless coffee thing. Um, the golden mean. The Weatherspoons <laughs> app. This Trump date, this Trump like dating or like like restaurant thing, and that equals a sexy Garfield, obviously. Yeah. Any case, it remains for me now only to say, uh, Mark, thank you very much for coming on. It's been really fun, except it does make you think about, um, you know, how shit everything is. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to do about that, really. Uh, I'm, I mean, we might. 
I might use that quote a little bit more, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, that's not your fault. None of it's your no. fault. It's just, you know. Well, it's our fault for pointing it out, really. Yeah, but we someone's all, got to. We could have just gone to mm. Weatherspoons and sort of sat on the app and been like, well, let's... Just shoved peas in all, all the hog and yeah. just order us peas nonstop. Oh, just, God, just stop. Please make Will it better. Plenty. Well, we, we as, as a group, are going to Bristol Transformed on April 5th. Uh, order us some peas there Absolutely. after we do our live show, which will be very, very fun. Uh, How but, much do you care about socialism enough to buy us peas? <laughs> <laughs> Please don't make it a joke that people will buy us peas, because I no, want to go to the Spoons in Bristol. I want to go to the Spoons in Bristol, and I want to be ordered drinks, not peas. It's going to be like a giant or or Shut the fuck up, my <laughs> one. Bringing you, like, Steve. covered peas. Now, um, the main weatherspoons in Bristol is where I used to go at, uh, when I was at school as well, because that's where I grew up. That was the pub yeah. you went to when you were kind of underage and stuff. So, so libertarians <laughs> abound. <laughs> Man, it's going to be so exciting. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of, uh, Mark, you've also got a, uh, you also have an audible, an audible download. I don't want to call it a book because it's, it's, it's sort of an audio. It's book. like a long it's, podcast. It's like a really, really long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I am still concentrating, but I'm also glancing at the trending topics that say yeah. things like Britain fuck. <laughs> <laughs> is your, is your is that Britain first new rebrand? <laughs> is, yeah, very controversial. Is, is your is is your commute a little over a day long? <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh, it's six and a half hours of stuff. So okay. it, it masks. Damn, so you uh, could like, take two trips to Dartford and back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because it's based on a random marathon, but there's like half an hour for each episode. So yeah, like if you have a if you had a you could do it in a day if your commute was like from say Swansea, I suppose. Yeah, they're thereabouts. You could get there and back and you could have a really satisfying day. Dear well, listeners we'll, in Swansea. Well, well you we'll, can't just listen in I will literally yeah. buy a no. ticket to Swansea no, so I no, can that's listen to a show. No. Ideally you've been you, you, you have to get the whole thing if you, you want to really go to Swansea it's for this. It's like a mission impossible thing, it like self destructs um if you don't <laughs> I will, listen to I will it book a ticket day. to Swansea, listen to the show, not even like leave the train. And just come back. That's the Paul Joseph Watson trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's the target audience. I've done it all just to know. get into ne- Paul Joseph Watson's head, basically. You'll, you'll never know if you're on your way to Weatherspoons and all of a sudden a Muslim man, like dressed in black, just kind of takes you from behind and, and, and a helicopter is flying above. Yeah. I bought a Kit Kat on the train, but it looked tiny in comparison to my massive lips. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we'll link that. We'll link that uh, in the description. Um, also, yeah, come see us in Bristol in April. And also, if you want a second episode of our, um, well, show that I'm, I'm really sort of just does I does make you feel bad, I guess. But I suppose mm. we're accurately describing the things that make you feel bad. They're most people but in a just anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so more, we're accurately describing the things that make you feel bad that most of the media is telling you is fine, and we're at least acknowledging that you're right that it I mean, sucks. Look, let's just get it down, right? Like it's either us or the Joe Rogan show. Mm. Exactly. We All do right? do Number less one, DMT. The Joe Rogan show is way too big. Ours is optimized yeah. for your commute. The Absolutely. question is, the, the difference between those two shows really is who's going to tear you to shreds, billionaires or the chimps? <laughs> <laughs> That's your choice. And finally, we have we have the usual t-shirts, we have the usual mugs. You can get all that shit in the description. So the usual do- mugs, a British version of the usual suspects. <laughs> <laughs> in it. Anyway, um, so once again, Mark, thank you very much for making the trip to Whitechapel. And finally, don't order us peas if we, if we say anything <laughs> in the Weatherspoon app. Have an enjoyable commute, everyone. Goodbye. All right. Peace out. Bye, 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 bye.